Now I'd like to talk about questions in Maple TA 2017 from the aspect of question editing. It should all be familiar to you. So if we were to go look at a question here, uh, previewing is just a matter of mousing over the preview and clicking on it and picking an answer and clicking grade and closing. To edit, of course, just click edit and the question loads. We can change the question. We can change the answers. The save and close button is always at the bottom. One new thing in Maple TA 2017 is that you can now save a question without having to leave the editor. So if you make a bunch of changes and you just want to be careful and save it so that you have it, you can do that. So that's editing old questions. And you notice that this is a multiple choice question. Before I move on, I just want to emphasize that when it comes to editing old questions, all of the old question types still exist. When you edit old questions, if it's multiple choice, it'll still be multiple choice. If it's matching, if it's uh, a numerical answer, whatever it is, it will still be that question type. Now, why am I saying that? I'm saying that because in Maple TA 2017, the big change when it comes to questions is that for creating new questions, there are no longer any question types. So for creating new questions, you will not be asked what kind of question you want to make. Let me show you how you deal with that. I'm going to make a multiple choice question. I can type my question just like I did before in any other question type, but now I want a response from the students. And you see down below here, there are no answer options. What you do with the question designer is when you want a response from the students, you click on this response area button. That brings up your choice of response types. And that's where you get clickable image, essay, list, matching, and multiple choice. So you just click the response type that you want. This is where you would do uh, multiple selection if you want to do that. If you leave it single, then it's multiple choice. You can decide whether or not to scramble the answer order. And then of course you can type your answers. If you don't have enough choices, you can add one. Now we haven't chosen the correct answer yet, but when you hit okay, that is where you can select the correct answer. Now this is a little confusing here just because my answers are very short. They're just one digit numbers, but here's answer. Here's the value four. And I click that radio button. That's the correct answer. We'll come back to this in a minute. And then of course I could save it. Let's go back to something we just saw. I'm going to do a new question. Which of the following statements is true? And response area again and multiple choice. And yes, I want to scramble the answer order. And I'm just going to say some silly things here like the sky is blue, grass is green, daisies are white. And then one more option, all of the above. You may have discovered this on your own. If you scramble the answer choices, 
and your last answer option is all of the above, then that means all of the above can appear in places other than the last position. And the way that people have dealt with this before is you can change the wording of it to all of these answers are correct, so it doesn't refer to above. And you could also not scramble the answer order. But now you can um, keep the text the same, but also uh, still scramble the answer order. And that's just by clicking the fixed checkbox for that particular answer. And you can, I'm sure, guess what's going to happen. This answer will always be in the fourth spot because we told it to keep it fixed. The other three will change positions. So that's how you use the question designer to create any question type. It all depends on what response areas you add to your question. But let me show you the best thing about the question designer. Uh, let me do a new question. And I'm going to do the Mona Lisa again and put in the painting. And all right, so my first question, and notice I said first, uh, what is this painting called? Okay, um, I'm going to do this as a list. I'm going to do it as a text field. I'm going to say exact text match. I'm going to say the Mona Lisa weighting of one. I'm going to say Mona Lisa. That's a weighting of one. Okay. Now, I don't have to stop there. So I'm also going to ask who painted this and that's going to be a multiple choice. And one more. And this will be essay. Weighting is important in the question designer because we have different types of questions. The first question we asked uh, required the student to type an answer, um, and the second two are multiple choice questions. I've given all those a weighting of one each. Definitely, this is a harder question to answer than the previous three questions. So, you know, this could be three, this could be five, but probably more than one. I'm going to say that it's worth three. So I'm going to save, try it. And here I can say Mona Lisa, I can say Leonardo da Vinci, I can say about 1503, I can type my answer. So that is the power of the question designer. You can continue to do individual questions, individual multiple choice questions, individual true and false questions, individual essays, but also you have the ability to create multi-part questions that allow you to thoroughly test students' knowledge of a specific topic. One last thing I wanted to mention, you may have noticed in the content repository that in the current class panel, questions is listed under all content types, along with something called text. Now that I've explained the question designer, I can tell you what this is all about. 
This didn't used to be the case, but now it's possible to create responseless questions. In other words, you can use the question designer to create instructions. I'll say some more about this in my video about assignments. For now, I will just offer this tip. If you don't create any text-only content, go ahead and click on Questions under Current Class when you want to work with your questions. But if you do create text-only content, I recommend getting in the habit of always clicking on All Content Types. Because if you click Questions or Text, you will probably at some point cause yourself a bit of a panic when you can't find something. When you click on questions, all you will see is the questions. You won't see any text. You won't see any responseless questions. If you click on text, you won't see any questions. And the way to have both of them show up is to just always click on all content types.